welcome to podcast number 29 here at The Voice of the Arts with your host, yours truly, Joe Weber. In today's podcast, I'm going to do an exegesis of two interpretations of the same song, in this case, one written by Bruce Springsteen. The song Book of Dreams I first heard performed by Dion of Dion of the Belmonts fame. The folks who hit the charts in the late 50s with Why Must I Be a Teenager in Love. Since Springsteen wrote the song, which reflects his feelings and intention most directly, we'll listen to his version first. Listen to the party inside Tonight I'm drinking in the forgiveness This life provides The scars we carry remain But the pain slips away it seems Oh, won't you, baby, be in mind I'm watching you through the window with your girlfriends from back home You're showing off your dress, there's laughter and a toast From your daddy to the prettiest bride he's ever seen And danger. 
We dance out neath the stars ancient light into the darkening trees Won't you baby be in my book of dreams Bruce Springsteen paints a picture of the preparations for a wedding ceremony. His bride-to-be is celebrating with friends from back home and her father offering a toast to the prettiest bride he's ever seen as this singer stands outside in the backyard looking in through the window. The mood is quiet, almost somber. He's absorbing the experience with an air of detachment, as if he had done this before, and in fact, it was written right around the time he married Patty Scialfa, his second wife, and the mother of his two children. The music and the words mesh seamlessly. The song doesn't want to rush us, and an organ solo keeps the reflective mood and allows us to proceed with the same sense of wonder experienced by the singer. They're eventually under the wedding canopy where they meet as if strangers, and there is a sense of reverence. I get a feeling that the song is almost a prayer. Enough said. Let's listen now to Dion's version. I'm standing in the backyard, listening to the party inside. Tonight I'm drinking in forgiveness This life provides The scars we carry remain But the pain slips away it seems Oh, won't you, baby, be In my book of dreams I'm watching you through the window With your girlfriends from back home You're showing off your dress, there's laughter and a toast From your daddy to the prettiest bride he's ever seen Oh, won't you be there in my book of Darkness, my fingers slip across your skin. I feel your sweet reply, the room fades away, 
and I'm way up high Just holding you to me as through the window the moonlight streams Oh, won't you, baby, dance in my book of Now the ritual begins Beneath the wedding garland We meet as strangers The dance floor is alive with beauty Mystery and danger We dance underneath the stars Ancient light into the darkening So what do you think? Well, I'd be lying to you if I said that Dion's version with the almost a cappella backup singers was not catchier and more exciting. I loved the doo-wop vocal arrangements of the 50s, and he gave the song a definite doo-wop feeling. On the other hand, it's almost a different song. Whereas in Springsteen's version, the singer is proceeding slowly and cautiously, caught up in the solemnity of the occasion. He's experiencing a sense of wonder and awe that he is now formally entwining his life with another being. In Dion's version, the singer has already been to the bar and has begun celebrating before the ritual. He may even have hit on one of the better-looking bridesmaids. He's moved the song up an interval of a fourth from the key of A major to the key of D major, and he repeatedly overplays the D-flat against the G chord, which becomes irritating after the sixth or seventh time. Bottom line, the man is a crooner and has lost the reverential feeling of the song. And you might be thinking, so what? Get out of the way, critic. Me and my girl want to dance. My only response would be that after listening a number of times to both songs, you would most likely grow fonder of the Springsteen version and less fond of Dion's.
The Scrolls, written by Woody Allen in a collection called The Complete Prose of Woody Allen. Scholars will recall that several years ago, a shepherd wandering in the Gulf of Aquaba stumbled upon a cave containing several large clay jars and also two tickets to the ice show. Inside the jars were discovered six parchment scrolls with ancient incomprehensible writing, which the shepherd in his ignorance sold to the museum for $750,000 apiece. Two years later, the jars turned up in a pawn shop in Philadelphia. One year later, the shepherd turned up in a pawn shop in Philadelphia, and neither was claimed. Archaeologists originally set the date of the scrolls at 4000 B.C. The writing is a mixture of Sumerian, Aramaic, and Babylonian, and seems to have been done by either one man over a long period of time, or several men who shared the same suit. The authenticity of the scrolls is currently in great doubt, particularly since the word Oldsmobile appears several times in the text, and the few fragments that have finally been translated deal with familiar religious themes in a more than dubious way. Still, excavationist A.H. Bauer has noted that even though the fragments seem totally fraudulent, this is probably the greatest archaeological find in history with the exception of the recovery of his cufflinks from a tomb in Jerusalem. The following are the translated fragments. 1. And the Lord made a bet with Satan to test Job's loyalty. And the Lord, for no apparent reason to Job, smote him on the head and again on the ear, and pushed him into an thick sauce so as to make Job sticky and vile, and then he slew a tenth part of Job's kind. And Job calleth out, Why doth thou slay my kind? Kind are hard to come by. Now I am short kind, and I'm not even sure what kind are. And the Lord produced two stone tablets and snapped them closed on Job's nose. And when Job's wife saw this, she wept. And the Lord sent an angel of mercy who anointed her head with a polo mallet. And of the ten plagues, the Lord sent one through six inclusive. And Job was sore and his wife angry. And she rent her garments and then raised the rent but refused to paint. And soon Job's pastures dried up and his tongue cleaved to the roof of his mouth so he could not pronounce the word frankincense without getting big laughs. And once the Lord, while wreaking havoc upon his faithful servant, came too close and Job grabbed him around the neck and said, Aha! Now I got you. Why art thou giving Job a hard time, eh? Speak up. And the Lord said, Er, look, that's my neck you have. Could you let me go? But Job showed no mercy and said, I was doing very well till you came along. I had myrrh and fig trees in abundance and a coat of many colors with two pairs of pants of many colors. Now look. And the Lord spake, and his voice thundered, Must I, who created heaven and earth, explain my ways to thee? What hath thou created that thou dost dare question me? That's no answer, Job said. And for someone who's supposed to be omnipotent, let me tell you, tabernacle has only one L. Then Job fell to his knees and cried to the Lord, Thine is the kingdom and the power and glory. Thou hast a good job. Don't blow it. 2. And Abraham awoke in the middle of the night and said to his only son Isaac, I have had a dream where the voice of the Lord saith that I must sacrifice my only son. So put your pants on. And Isaac trembled and said, So what did you say? I mean, when he brought this whole thing up. What am I going to say? Abraham said. 
I'm standing there at 2 a.m. in my underwear with the creator of the universe. Should I argue? Well, did he say why he wants me sacrificed, Isaac asked his father. But Abraham said, the faithful do not question. Now let's go because I have a heavy day tomorrow. And Sarah, who heard Abraham's plan, grew vexed and said, How doth thou know it was the Lord, and not say, Thy friend who loveth practical jokes? For the Lord hateth practical jokes, and whosoever shall pull one shall be delivered into the hands of his enemies, whether they can pay the delivery charge or not. And Abraham answered, Because I know it was the Lord. It was a deep, resonant voice, well modulated, and nobody in the desert can get a rumble in it like that. And Sarah said, And thou art willing to carry out this senseless act? Frankly, yes, for to question the Lord's word is one of the worst things a person can do, particularly with the economy and the state it's in. And so he took Isaac to a certain place and prepared to sacrifice him. But at the last minute the Lord stayed Abraham's hand and said, How could thou doest such a thing? And Abraham said, But thou said, Never mind what I said, the Lord spake. Doth thou listen to every crazy idea that comes thy way? And Abraham grew ashamed. Er, not really, no. I jokingly suggest thou sacrifice Isaac, and thou immediately runs out to do it? And Abraham fell to his knees. See, I never know when you're kidding. And the Lord thundered, No sense of humor. I can't believe it. But doth this not prove I love thee, that I was willing to donate mine only son on thy whim? And the Lord said, It proves that some men will follow any order, no matter how asinine, as long as it comes from a resonant, well-modulated voice. And with that, the Lord bid Abraham get some rest and check with him tomorrow. 3. And it came to pass that a man who sold shirts was smitten by hard times. Neither did any of his merchandise move, nor did he prosper. And he prayed and said, Lord, why hast thou left me to suffer thus? All mine enemies sell their goods except I. And it's the height of the season. My shirts are good shirts. Take a look at this rayon. I got button-downs, flare collars, nothing sells. Yet I have kept thy commandments. Why can I not earn a living when my younger brother cleans up in children's ready to wear? And the Lord heard the man and said, About thy shirts. Yes, Lord, the man said, falling to his knees. Put an alligator over the pocket. Pardon me, Lord? Just do what I'm telling you. You won't be sorry. And the man sewed onto all his shirts a small alligator symbol. And lo and behold, suddenly his merchandise moved like gangbusters, and there was much rejoicing, while amongst his enemies there was wailing and gnashing of teeth, and one said, The Lord is merciful. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. The problem is I can't get up. Laws and Proverbs Doing abominations is against the law, particularly if the abominations are done while wearing a lobster bib. The lion and the calf shall lie down together, but the calf won't get much sleep. Whosoever shall not fall by the sword or by famine shall fall by pestilence, so why bother shaving? The wicked at heart probably know something. Whosoever loveth wisdom is righteous, but he that keepeth company with fowl is weird.
your mama's only son but her favorite one it seems she began to cry when you said goodbye and sank into your dreams 
Poncho was a bandit boys. His horse was fast, just polished steel. Wore his gun outside his pants for all the honest world to feel. Poncho met his match, you know, on the borders down in Mexico. And nobody heard his dying words. That's the way it goes. And all the federales say they could have had him any day. They only let him hang around. Out of kindness, I suppose. Well, Lefty, he can't sing the blues. All night long like he used to The dust that Poncho bit down south Ended up in Lefty's mouth The day they laid poor Poncho low Lefty left for Ohio And where he got the bread to go Oh, that ain't nobody All the federales say They could have had him any day They only let him slip away Out of kindness, I suppose Poets tell how Poncho fell Lefty's living in a cheap hotel The border's quiet and Cleveland's cold So the story ends, we're told Poncho needs your prayers, that's true Save a few for Lefty too He just did what he had to do say they could have had him any day they only let him go so wrong out of kindness I suppose a few great federales say they could have had him any day they only let him go so wrong out of kindness, I suppose. Wrapping things up with the amazing Rhythm Aces, followed by Towns Van Zant. This is Joe Weber saying so long from the Waste of the Arts. Thanks for listening.